بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ألهمنا مراشد أمورنا وأعذنا من شرور أنفسنا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبده الكتاب ولم يجعل له عوجا قيما وقال الله تبارك وتعالى ولا تقولن لشيء إني فاعل ذلك غدا إلا يشاء الله وقال واتل ما أوحي إليك من كتاب ربك لا مبدل لكلماته ولن تجد من دونه ملتحدا صدق الله العظيم لا تبارك الله words which have come to us directly has either come what we call Quran Quran is the exact word it is not that Allah's Nabi said Allah said and he used his own word and then it came through the tongue of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam some of his own words which was what Allah wanted us to hear which we call the sunnah the miracle of both Quran and Sunnah is such that both of it has a certain nur, a certain light that if it comes together with understanding the meaning, it comes with the light. If an individual does not know the meaning, it still comes with the light. Me and you understand that with Quran, up till now very few of us learn the meaning of Quran. And for that reason we don't really feel it's necessary for my child to learn the meaning of Quran. We say, I learned how to read Quran in Maktab. I looked after myself. Why my child can't look after himself? The normal law is, however, when you're climbing a ladder, you don't stop ever. Because the enemy is also climbing with. And if any individual stops on a certain, then the enemy is going to grab him and pull him down. The demand was that we learned how to read Quran and we were fortunate. Go around the world, you will find many places besides the ulama. The general person cannot read Quran. So Allah's kindness, the ulama of this country made such an effort, they pushed us so high. That sometimes you will go to certain countries, the normal person of this country knows more than the normal person of another country. That person is making hajj, they know nothing of hajj. A person from our countries knows the entire hajj. A lot of knowledge came in South Africa. It was the kindness of Allah. But the time came that we felt we got so much, let's stop. And because the continuation never took place, we're finding today a time where the devil has caught and pulling down. Our children, we stopped them where we stopped. Whereas in this, there was never supposed to be a stop. After learning how to read Quran was the next understanding the meaning of Quran. Understanding the normal meaning of Quran, it was supposed to go next, understanding the deeper meaning of Quran. Every child, every girl, every boy, every mother, every father supposed to live and die in Quran. Allah's kindness, we took it so high that we learned to a great extent, all of us, how to read and we got stuck. Because we got stuck, that child started saying, work in the school is too much. So I don't want to come maktab any madrasa. Had they really been introduced to the meaning of Quran and Sunnah, 
A person in his business will come to the masjid to say, I want to learn more. This Quran and Sunnah got such a magnetic effect that it's impossible if it is taught to the world. The world will say, I'm too busy, can you give it to somebody else? It comes with its magnet. Perhaps we all slept for a while. Perhaps school became so important we forgot we got what is the most important. It is this Qur'an and the meaning of this Qur'an. One unique part of this Qur'an is if you read it and the Sunnah, you say it and you don't even know the meaning. The strength of Qur'an when you read it. The other night I looked at the stars, you will really see bright stars at about 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning. And why it's so bright? It's because the thing has so much of light. It's not that the light is right near me, it's far away. But how come we can notice something so far? They say if you had to go close to that star, you would find it to be a sun. It's burning with light. Then we read in the Ahadith, that house in which someone is reading Quran, that shines to the heavens like how the star shines to the earth. So now you think of what in your house, which is not the house, of the greatest alim of the town. You're not the sheikh, you're not the grand mufti. Your child has to do hijj tomorrow morning. He's going over his Quran. Your wife is not the most pious Rabia Basriya of the era. She's reading Quran. That power of that Quran is so strong that in the heavens they notice it like how we see the stars. Which means my whole house becomes a sun. My whole house is burning with light. So maybe I won't understand it, but if it has to be noticed day in the heavens, it means something has to be happening on earth. If that entire house becomes brimming with light, do you think there's place for the shayateen to then stay in? That light pushes them out. Whichever hole it will find, it will push them out. That light then goes through those holes and starts hitting the area around our house. Imagine 20 houses are reading Quran. That entire town becomes, what a better word, you'll call it Roshni. Full of light. Roshni means full of light. Maybe once upon a time everyone was reading Quran. But if a time comes that at night everyone is on the phone, then even Roshni will become Tariki. Full of darkness. We go back to our power. Our powerhouse is the Qur'an. It was not meant for the Hafiz or the boy doing hymns. It was not meant only for the Alim and the Mufti. It was not meant for the Qari. This is our shield. When we woke up in the morning, we read, Alhamdulillah, ahyana. Many of us never knew the meaning of it. But why we read it? When we started eating, why we never in our own language said, I thank Allah for the food He gave me. Why we were told to say, Bismillah. Why is it to be kept in the exact word that came from the tongue of the Rasul of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Because in his word there's a certain light. That individual who read that dua in the morning, his morning will be different from everyone else's morning. He walked out of the house, he never know what it meant, he had a marker on his door. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. He never even knew what it meant. But it created such a barrier around him. 
It comes in the ahadith, he read the dua, one shaitan says to the other, they pull back, an angel announces, Wukita, you have been protected, Kufita, your needs have been seen to, you have been kept far from the shayateen, Hudita, your guidance has been given. He never even knew what he read, everything got done. The barakah of the word of sunnah. And if it has to go higher and you know the meaning, then it is called nur ala nur, light upon light. And as you go into the ocean of the meaning of Quran and sunnah, it is an ocean that got no shore. You will just carry on and carry on. In it you will live, in it you will die. The enjoyment of Quran and Sunnah is one gift which unfortunately the youngsters of South Africa have to a great extent been deprived of. Because of which if they find anything else of enjoyment, it's really wow, amazing. Because they were not introduced to the most amazing thing. Allah's Nabi when he came, he never come only for a group of Arabs. His knowledge, his personality, his every word, his knowledge was a thrill, was a shock, was a magnet for the entire. It was going to grab the child who was going to come 1400 years later. But for it to grab, the child has to be introduced to it. It is a light which has to be spread. Those that are sitting here, you are the carriers of that light. Meaning you have that understanding that I need my deen. But if you're not going to carry something to your progeny, then you'll visit certain countries in the world where they will say, it was once upon a time 90% Muslim, now it is 30% Muslim. Where that whole group went, did they die? Iman is snatched from the heart, but before Iman, knowledge is snatched. When they asked Allah's Nabi wasallam, how it will happen? How will knowledge come out? He said, when Allah will take away the ulama, when scholars will be lifted, meaning there will be no other scholars left. Where will there be no scholars left if no scholars are being produced? Every person who got a little knowledge makes somebody else have also knowledge. Because when you're going to go, you have to leave behind ten behind. If there is no knowledge, there is no ilm. If there is no ilm, there is no amal. If there is no amal practice, there is no deen. Wherever the shayateen wanted to bring destruction to the people of Iman, they closed the doors of knowledge. I am not speaking of a Darul Ulum. I am speaking about whatever you know. You have to make somebody else also know that. And then you must make the arrangements that what you know, you need someone to teach you more than that. And it never ends. With so much of wealth sitting with us today, how is it that the people of South Africa in every town could not make arrangements that the next generation, every child must know the meaning of Quran? Was it impossible for us to hire someone? Or was it we just were not interested? Or we never really thought it's a need. I know how to read. I don't know the need to know the meaning. Recently in one country they made a law that in the schools now Arabic will be compulsory. Not this normal Arabic, how you are, where you going, I need a ticket for the aeroplane. Arabic means Arabic of Quran. So the one person in the parliament, he said, we don't need this. 
What must we need to know the Arabic? That sentence of his like burning with kufr. As though he was saying, I don't need to know what Allah said. Me and you, we never said that. But think about it. That do we need to know what Allah said? If I really feel, yes we do need. Then to learn when you're old is hard. To learn when the child is young is easy. That young child has been taught Afrikaans and Zulu, which I don't know how it's going to help the child. But one thing the child needed to know is, when Allah said, say, when Allah gave the answer, when Allah described what's going to happen, when Allah gave the solution, when everything was given, the only problem is, the one being addressed never even know he or she was addressed. Then when that individual falls into kufr, that individual falls into pawn, that individual falls into zina, you want to say to the mufti, you want to say to the alim, that give him some advice. That alim will say the greatest advice that could be given, the one that touches the heart most, especially of the addict, is the advice of Quran. Unfortunately, the addict don't even know what it means. People's lives changed. When they read a verse of Quran and it hit directly on their mind, a man living in his evil, living in his evil, every addict goes through certain times like that. That he just took that drug and he went wild and he went outside, he did whatever he wanted. After that a third time comes in his mind where he feels, what did I do? At that time one person, he had just robbed a caravan. And again he's thinking, how many more people I'm going to kill in life? As he's walking, walking, someone is reading a verse of Quran, he stops. أَلَمْ يَعْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That the time has not yet come for the believer, that now his heart falls in front of Allah. It hit him so hard because he knew what it meant. And if you know the Arabic, that English is not that Arabic. أَلَمْ يَعْنِ لِلَّذِينَ Has the time not come that you now come back to your Allah? That individual is going towards zina. One verse of Quran stops him. Say to the believers, why don't you look down? But the English is not the Arabic. When you will know the meaning and you will read it, it will come with a sweetness you cannot imagine. It is the sweetness of Quran, which is the solution to our children's future. They have to know what Allah is saying to them. Because I cannot take my child and my daughter every day through every fitna, through every trial, I cannot give every answer. Because I myself don't see all the problems. But the creator of the world who was the creator of it all, when he said everything is in this Quran, everything, we have revealed in it everything. The details of everything. It is hidayat, it is light, it is everything. But if the individual doesn't know anything of it, this Quran has such a magnet, it has pulled people out of their houses and brought them onto the battlefield. But the one who could not read it, he was not going to go. Whatever the one was going to ask, he would read that day, he would read a verse that he would say, I got my answer. 
It would make him independent from everything else. He would no need to go and look up, to check up, to Google, to search. His Quran would keep him busy. We taught our children Quran and it was a great thing. That's why that Hafiz of Quran for three years, you saw how he engaged in Quran, how he engaged in Quran, how he enjoyed Quran. We see in our madrasa that student who comes from a country where they know the meaning of Quran. When all the other students run to the room after the madrasa time is over 9 o'clock, you will see these students who know the meaning of Quran, they stand up. They say, Allahu Akbar. And whatever they had just learned now, they start reading it in Quran, in the salah. As they reading it, you see them even crying. You might come late at night and you might see that boy crying. Then he goes in sajda, he's crying. He's not an alim. What makes him cry? He's enjoying what he just learned. For him, that hifz is no longer a burden, it's a thrill. Every day to go to class for him is not difficult. Every day it's a new experience. What else has Allah said? When everyone else is finding some soothing music for him, everything is Qur'an. He's either reading it or he's listening to somebody else reading. And when he is listening, he's only cheering. Because whatever question he had, he's getting the answer. It is as sweet as the sweetest of sweets. That is why it came in the word exactly as Allah wanted. There was going to be no translation for it. I could have the best and most eloquent English in the world. I am still not allowed to translate Qur'an and say, this is Al-Qur'an. Qur'an is this only. Why? Because no word can ever say what this is saying. But if you don't know the meaning of it, then that gift, it was a gift for the world. Perhaps we were a little weak in giving it to the world. If Allah make it, it comes in one or two people's hearts. How so much was done for South Africa that others look at it and say, what you all did? How far ahead you all are? So if we were so far ahead, we're supposed to be now much more ahead. By now we must start getting that facility. Allah has created in the world openings. Now these borders are open for all. You can get scholars of Quran and you, they can teach your child fluent Arabic. When our online world started, people were becoming doctors and lawyers on the computer. Even if it means you have to use that technology, learn the meaning of Quran. And if you are too old for it, do not deprive your children of the meaning of Quran. Because in the next era, which is called an era of no longer atheism, but now it is called an era of Satanism, where you will meet a Muslim also who says, I believe in Allah and I also worship the devil. You will not understand what it means, but that child never heard that verse of Quran, وَإِذْ قُلَّا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمْ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ He never heard when we said to the angels, make sajda to Adam, all of them fell in sajda, except Iblis. كَانَ مِنَ الْجِنِّ he was from the jinn. The child never heard it. So he's thrilled with the jinn. When he sees funny things happening, 
when he sees blue things coming out of the walls, when he sees someone playing with the fan, when his friends get together and they see some unique object coming out and it's moving in the sky, he gets thrilled. He asks his friends, what is that there? They say, that is an angel. But it's not an angel. He never heard, Kana min al-jinn. That he was from the jinn. فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ Rabbi. Allah's command came in front because he's evil in nature. He said, I won't do it. He never heard the verse, أَفَتَتَّخِذُونَهُ وَذُرِّيَّتَهُ أَوْلِيَاءَ مِنْ دُونِي O man, are you going to take him and his progeny as your companions and you're going to leave me? وَهُمْ لَكُمْ عَدُو Whereas he's your open enemy. Had the child learned that meaning, when he was only four years old, first question he would have said, Daddy, what's a jinn? You never had to tell him of a takolosh, of a sangoma, of things that don't make sense. You would have told him when Nabi Adam was there, this happened. From the age of four, he would have become the enemy of the devil. He would have said to the devil, you the one who hated my father at the beginning. You want me to be your friend now. But if the child never learned the meaning of Iblis, on the internet today, sometimes there will be an advert that joined the army of Lucifer. Amazing it is that some will actually be ready to join. Because no one ever said to them, do you know there is something called the devil? They only went to school. They only learned science. Science doesn't believe in devils. But when they see this power, they say, wow. They say, this is the boss. In South Africa, Freemasonry was quiet in the past. It's no longer quiet. In universities, they'll give open da'wat now, open invitation. You also become a Freemason. You also become a Freemason. If that child, when he was young, never learned of the traps of the devil, of how Allah put in the hands of the devil different powers, how Allah said to the devil, I'll give you the power of attraction. I will give you a voice. With that voice you can pull whoever you want to pull. Had the child heard it, when he heard music pulling him, he would have thought of this verse. That I'll give you that voice. وَاسْتَفْزِزْ مَنِ اسْتَطَعْتَ مِنْهُمْ بِصَوْتِكَ وَأَجْلِبْ عَلَيْهِمْ بِخَيْلِكَ وَرَجِلِكَ Allah said, I'll give you the armies. When that child saw America coming with his army, and Britain coming with their army, Russia coming with their army, he wouldn't have got shocked and said, how come they're so strong? He would have read this verse and he said, Allah put it in the hand of the devil. He gave them that power. Come with your armies. وَأَجْلِبْ عَلَيْهِمْ بِخَيْلِكَ وَرَجِلِكَ وَشَارِكْهُمْ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ And you become a partner in the children. You become a partner in their wealth. When the child saw those people so wealthy, so wealthy, so wealthy. And he said, I wish I can be a star like that person. I wish I can have a limousine like that one. Then he would have read this verse and he would say, No, Allah put so much of wealth in the hands of the shayateen and they distribute it to their shayateen sharikum fil amwali wal awlad wa'idhum carry on giving promises when the child saw that promise he would have said where allah said wa ma ya'iduhum ash-shaytanu illa ghurura 
that promise of the devil is a lie, he would have read it. He only who grew up with it. But if you bake your biryani and you don't put salt, then you can throw how much salt you want from the top, it's not in the food. We want our child one day to become an alima, alima. When they reach the age of 16 or 17, they're already in love. One is Romeo, one is Juliet. They're sitting in the dars in the class. They're trying to learn, but he's already in love. He's already seen evil. He already tasted a drug. He already smoked a cigarette. Had the child started from the age of three or four, and had he grown up with Quran, what a tree it would have been. May Allah put it in someone's heart. Sharikum fil amwali wal awladi wa'idhum wa ma ya'idhum al-shaytanu illa ghurura inna ibadi laysalak. The child would then read this verse that Allah said to the devil that my servants, no matter what power you will come with, my servants will still manage to stand against you. For the child it will be a thrill now. It won't be like how the child of today are crying. They're asking, please help me out of my problem. They're asking, why is life so difficult? Why must I always fight my desire? Why can't I do what I want to? They want me to give an answer. The answer was given in Quran. If the child could read that answer, he'll give his life for Allah. We Allah speaks according to that man, according to that woman. Allah appreciates their sentiment and Allah takes them through that. Look at this verse, we spoke about it yesterday in a program. In this last few months because of COVID, many towns people went in open, open depression. Some passed away, but those that stayed alive, they more dead than the one who died. They scared. They scared if you just sneeze once upon a time, people would say, one person would sneeze, Alhamdulillah, another person would say, Yarhamukallah. Today you just sneeze, everyone says, Inna Alillah. That we're all going to die. One sneeze. It's so hard to cough at the moment. When this thing was on its height, I was giving a bayan, that cough was right here. And I knew if I cough, like everyone would go like, put up the shields like, from the front, through the mic, this thing will hit everyone's ears. Hazrat Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib was in Bangladesh most likely. And then in Bangladesh the people have this desire that the Hazrat now must blow on us. Make dumb, make dumb. And if you're going to carry on making dumb, everyone brings their child, make dumb, you make dumb, there'll be no dumb left. No breath. And now when he saw that crowd and the person said that whenever the bayan finishes, that will take another like one and a half hours. So Hazrat Hakim Sahib said, Allah created this mic. Lot of purposes in the mic. He says, one purpose is, he says, I'm going to make dumb now, so everyone open up your collars. And he went, <laughs> and he said, he fell on everyone. Happy, everyone was happy. He said, Alhamdulillah, Assalamu Alaikum. Now imagine that cough happens to hit you. Whole world will die. Wadduha, when this virus hits, one child, one person who grew up with the meaning of Quran, in the first line of the surah, where the world is looking for the tablet for depression, he would have found it in the first line of the surah. Wadduha, by the oath of day when everything is bright. 
وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا سَجَعْ By the oath of the night when it covers the day. Meaning sometimes in life everything is going how you want it. And sometimes in life everything goes upside down. But like how we have day and we have night. And one doesn't kill the other but it has to rotate. How we always heard about he's going through difficulty and we said poor person. But we always thought that difficulty can't come visit me. But if there's day and night, it goes all around. What was the answer for day and night? Especially night, when the child got scared and the mother said, don't worry, I'm with you. When the child says, mommy, mommy, can I come sleep in your room? And the mother said, you're scared of the dark, no problem, come. And as soon as the child came, the comfort of the mother made the child forget whatever fear the night brought. Now think of this verse, by the oath of day when everything is bright, by the oath of night when it covers the day, now everything is in problem. مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى Your Allah has not left you. And your Allah is not upset with you. Meaning, why don't you come to your Allah? If that child could find the answer to his fear by his mother, then how come man cannot find the answer to his worries by Allah? But he just had to read this verse, مَا وَدَّعَكَ رَبُّكَ وَمَا قَلَى The beauty of Quran, it would have given him his answer. That night and day is part of this world. وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنَ الْأُولَى This world is not yours. That world is better for you than this world. وَلَسَوْفَ يُعْطِيكَ رَبُّكَ فَتَرْضَى And very soon, most definitely, your Rabb will give you so much فَتَرْضَى that you will become happy. When the mother would say to the child, Don't worry my son, day is coming. The child would just look at the mother, trust the mother and fall asleep. When Allah said to man, Don't you worry that world is coming where there will be day and no night, when there will be health and no sickness, when there will be wealth and no poverty, when there will be youth and no old age. In this world you will say, you got married, you will tell the boy in South Africa, after marriage there is no second marriage. Say that which is halal in South Africa also became haram. You got one chance only and no chance after. In that world there is a lot of chances. And every chance is one better than the other. In this world you call this Jannah. That you living for it, you dying for it. In this world even halal it's hard to get. Even halal. That second wife was halal. Third wife was halal. Fourth wife was halal. And then there were so many slaves around all halal. The world came, all the slaves went away. So much halal went. And then four went to three, went to two, and we got stuck with one. And in many places, even the one is not there also. Even the one. You'll meet the person, he says, still making du'as, that fish is not biting. Not biting. Even the one. You call this Jannah. And in that world, one person came and asked me, he said, one thing I can't understand, how in that world, my wife will know I got lot others. 
and she'll still be smiling with me. I said, that's Jannah. That's the meaning of Jannah. What you can't understand is going to start there. That is like for me and you, that will be like a thrill if my wife can just make a cake for the second wife. That's our Jannah. We'll say, wow! In that world, there'll be so many around you. So many, so many. And everyone will be as happy as the other as Jannah makes it. You're going to die for this world, but the one who knew the meaning of Quran. So this was not my intention. It just started because I wanted to explain one, two verses of Surah Al-Kahf. But it went on to in this year that if you know this Quran, and if you know the meaning of Quran, and if you can perform and read it in Salah, even يَقُلْ يَا إِيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ But if you know the meaning, that entire surah becomes different. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ The whole surah becomes different. Every problem, any surah you find, any surah you read it, and you say, this is what I was looking for. That person doesn't have to ask someone heavy wazifa that he can't read. His Quran is his every wazifa. Your surah Fatiha will become different. Every time you will read it, a new meaning will open up for it. But it has to start with knowing the basic meaning of Qur'an. Allah put it in everyone's heart. Allah makes someone the reviver of this. You have to start it and then the world will grab it. You have to start it and then the world will grab it. Imagine the arrow of the Mahdi comes. And my child and your child are in front of him. But they don't know how to talk. They cannot you expect them that they'll say Google will translate. You speak, I'll put that thing in my ear. I'll know what you I'm saying and you'll know what I know what you're saying, you'll know what I am saying. That's not that. They have to know Arabic because this Islam came with the Arabic language. That Adhan stayed in Arabic. For South Africa it never came translating Zulu, Afrikaans, English. It came in Arabic. That khutbah remained Juma time in Arabic. The reason the scholars kept that khutbah in the Arabic language, that khutbah means your advice for once a week. The normal law of advice was there was supposed to be no bayan before the khutbah. That khutbah was the bayan. It was such an important bayan, it was said, فَسْعُوا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ That Allah's advice to you, rush towards that advice. Leave out all your business. The hadith mentioned the man who will sit, he must not even move. He must not even play, he must listen attentively to the imam. When the imam is giving the khutbah, he just does that and all his sins are forgiven. That khutbah was such an important advice. But if the man never knew the meaning of the khutbah. So the law was translate the khutbah. He said, no, don't translate the khutbah. The people listening must learn the meaning of the khutbah. They must change their language to understand what the Imam is saying. The Imam is not going to change his language for the people. Amazing South Africa, the khutbah remained in Arabic. And the people, they enjoyed not knowing the meaning. To such an extent that they say, I only know one thing in the khutbah. When he says, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adli. It means if I'm sleeping now, let me wake up now. Namaz in starts. He doesn't know why every week they saying that, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adli. What that verse means, he doesn't know it and he's not bothered. So we are old. We made an error that we never learned it. Be kind to your children. 
Give them the meaning of Qur'an when they are child, when they are young. And because Allah has put money in our hands, we can get whatever we want to. Only just for some reason we say too hard. Nothing is hard if you got an intention. If you want to find it, there were those fathers who said, for my child to learn Qur'an, I will go to another country, stay with my child in that country for about six, seven months. In that the child got the hang of it, then brought back, now finish up your... And then the Qur'an went, he said, so important this, that my child must know what she or he is reading. They made that journey with the child. Today the whole world became such that the world is in my feet. I just press a button and someone is already there. Teachers you can hire online. But the best is we have madrasas which teach the meaning of Qur'an. We have a alim teaching the meaning of Qur'an. May Allah make it that it starts in Roshni, it spreads all over after that. This is the light for the future. The few verses I wanted to explain. Surah Al-Kahf means the cave. Allah Tabarukullah revealed it at what a time, but Rasulullah Sallallahu mentioned this is the answer for every fitan, every trial. The worst of the trials from the time of Adam salam, he said is the fitna known as the fitna of Dajjal. Sahaba radiallahu when they would become worried, how will we manage against this fitna? Against this trial, it's a test. Allah's Nabi said, whoever will recite Surah Kahf. In some narrations, ten verses of Surah Kahf. Some narrations, three verses daily. Three verses. Ten verses on a Jummah. The entire Surah. Entire Surah, it will create a shield from the feet to the skies. It will surround him from all sides. Ten verses, it will create a shield from the feet till the head. It will surround him from all sides. What a power it is. One person saw the Jal in his dream. And in front of the Jal, everyone was like submitting. Submitting means falling in sajda. And that's what's going to happen. That's what's happening. And he was like standing all alone. And he saw this evil force walking towards him. And everyone is in sajda. Everyone. And he's wondering, how will I manage against this evil? And the thought went, where's Surah Kahf? So he began reading Surah Kahf. And he saw that this force of evil, what the world will one day understand is Dajjal. Dajjal, evil. This force of evil fell. He continued reading, it like fell into sajda. It submitted. And then he just woke up and he said, I never knew this power of the surah. The worst fitna from the time of Adam alayhi salam. And me and you got the power to break that. If I can just read, Alhamdulillah alladhi anzala ala abdihi al-kitab. I'm already breaking it. I'm already putting a shield around me. Value your power, enjoy your power. In the surah Allah Tabarakullah speaks about a cave. There was young boys... Because the youth were going to be the first grabbed by the fitan more than the old people. Whenever it comes, it's the youngster who's like lost. And then it seeps onto the old. The barakah of the first page of the surah, that person who reads it, it will make him like the people of the cave. What were the people of the cave when everyone went in one direction? 
کہ طبیعت دے نیچر جس میڈ دیم فیل سک دے ہیڈ نو بیان اٹ واز جسٹ اے فیلنگ ان دے ہارٹ دس از ناٹ رائٹس دا برکا دا بلیسنگز آف دا فرسٹ پیج آف دا سورا از واٹ ایور دا ورلڈ ول برنگ آف فلٹ اینڈ ڈرت دیٹ چائلڈ کمس ٹو آس اینڈ آس وائی از ہومو سیکچولیٹی رانگ That's a question that's not supposed to be asked. The barakah of the surah is supposed to make the child feel sick with it. But when it's not feeling sick, the child will now ask. And if that alim, that sheikh has to say it's wrong, he'll get locked up also. What will be the condition in this country or in the world where that law will be enforced? Anyone speaks against this act. At that time, who's going to tell the child, this is not right? It is the barakah of this Qur'an. When that child reads about surah, about Nabi Lut a.s. And he says, Lut a.s. said to his people, أَتَعْتُونَ الْفَاحِشَةَ Are you going to this dirty thing? Which government will be able to say, we'll lock up Qur'an? Qur'an can't be locked up. But if a time comes where even the scholar cannot translate Qur'an, your child at that time must know the meaning of Qur'an. The barakah of the first page of Surah Kaf, what is dirty, the individual will just say, this is dirty. So these boys were surrounded in an era, in an environment of magic and filth and dirt. Womanizing was the game. Magic was the game. And when everyone said, we're going for the party, this group of boys said, this is not for us. That's what we all want our children to do. The father, the mother doesn't want to be running behind the child saying, don't look at that filth. We all want a child who sees it so filthy that when it pops up, he himself looks away and says, astaghfirullah. But when this Quran left us, forget the child. Even now the mother and father are looking at that filth also. Forget the child. That now the child is catching the father and says, Daddy, I never knew you so naughty. <laughs> and it gets filthier even after. It gets more and more. Quran comes, purity comes. Quran leaves, dirt comes. The barakah of the first page of the surah. Abdullah speaks about what happened in the cave, how they managed, how they were protected. Then a few principles comes. We will mention these principles and on that we will end. This is called the five principles to be from the people of the cave. Meaning if you can start with five points, you will become a protected individual. If your child can get these five, he will be from the child people of the cave. And then when you're in the cave, Surah Kaf will just take the next juz, the 16 juz, Allah Tawarukullah then speaks about Zulqarnain. Zulqarnain means in every era there will be a Mahdi. And we hoping inshallah for the main Mahdi. But to pull us till the main Mahdi until he comes, we need to be the people of the cave. And then when he comes, that's the day you come out of the cave. And you embrace and the world changes. But until that day you need a cave. Otherwise, you will not be part of that army. The principles of the cave, principle number one, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَيَّشَاءَ اللَّهِ 
Very easy to explain this one. That do not ever say, I am going to do something tomorrow. Except that you say, unless Allah wills. What we normally say, inshallah. So inshallah, how light it is. Masha'Allah, very light. Inshallah, if Allah wills for the future. Masha'Allah for the past. Something happened, we say, this is what Allah wanted. La quwwata illa billah, no power except Allah. So simple. Why was it so important? Because in the era we live in, what we mentioned at the beginning, atheism and then satanism. How does atheism start? Atheism starts when Allah is not mentioned. One is an open atheist, one is a silent atheist. The one who doesn't ever say Allah did, he starts saying everything else has done. Think about now me and you, how atheistic our tongue has become. Whenever something happens in the world, even if death comes, and we know the king of death, we know the angel of death, we know the king of death, how is it that when death comes, how many of our tongues have ascribed death to so many things? At that time we forgot to say Allah called. Are we now shy or don't we believe that Allah called? To such an extent they'll say, why did he die? But if that word was there, Allah called, no one will say why. When you forget Allah, you become angry with Allah. When you forget Allah, you become angry with the world. When you forget Allah, you become angry with yourself. They forgot Allah, they forgot themselves also. This insha'Allah, masha'Allah is so important. In the world where you press a button and you get what you want. We had the car in the past when it started. When the alim had to leave the town. He also at the house told the people, make dua, I go. They also said, astawdiullah, I put you in Allah's protection. He also said, Allah look after me. He sat in his car, bismillah. He started the car hoping it starts, it started lucky. Then as he's driving, Bismillah, Bismillah. As soon as he reached, Alhamdulillah, he's happy. Then he phoned the house that said, you reach well, Alhamdulillah, Masha, everything, Allah, Allah. Then the car changed. The car said, don't now worry about anything. As soon as you sit in the car, the car will check up if your tires are okay. It will show you if your petrol is okay. The car will tell you your destination. The car will tell you if there's an accident in front. The car will tell you what time you're going to go. The person when you're going forgot to make any dua for you. You forgot to read Bismillah. Everything had to do with the car. He said put on the phone, put on the internet. Immediately put on destination. And as soon as said reaching at 10 o'clock, then you started the car. No Bismillah from the beginning. No Alhamdulillah at the ending. Then the day the accident happened, even inna lillah never come out after that. Allah totally forgotten. We're not speaking of the atheist. Think about me and you, how atheistic our tongue has become. Because inshallah and mashallah came out. I no longer teach it to my child. That child must grow up understanding nothing happens except toward the will of Allah. No sickness, no death, no life, no food, no money, no business, 
no happiness, no sadness, no what I did, no what I am going to do. Everything must be Allah. Now you are part of the cave. Everyone outside the cave talks everything but Allah. The people in the cave talk everything with Allah. There has to be a lot of Allah. Principle number two, وَاتْلُ مَا أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ كِتَابِ رَبِّكَ Make tilawat of that which has been revealed from your Allah. Tilawat does not mean your wazifa at night. Surah Waqiyah, I read after Maghrib, Blessed may you be. You ask why you read it? I heard if you read Surah Waqiyah, I'll never get poor. So much of worry we got for the world. Surah Waqiyah was to tell the person, that if you know what's coming in Jannah, you will never be poor. Me, I wanted money. Surah Waqiyah never come for that. Surah Waqiyah came. Where Allah Tabarukala said, Ashabul Yameen ma Ashabul Yameen. That they are people on the right, meaning on the right of Allah's Arsh, or getting their book of deeds in their right hand. Ma ashabul yameen, do you know what it will be to be that? Then Allah Tabarakullah said, Wasabikun asabikun, ulaikal muqarrabun. What of those racing to Allah? They will be the ones so close to Allah. Ulama write in the tafsir that the people who are close to Allah also supposed to be called ashabul yameen. The one who got his book of deeds in his right hand, where he's going to get it? Allah called one group the people who got their book of deeds in the right hand. He called another group the close ones. They're also going to get it in the right hand. They explain that sometimes when you're giving a certificate, you give it to some people who you're not so close to and you put it or you send it to them. You deliver it in the post. And for the one you close, the report remains on the side. You call him front and you hug him. The one whose hug is called Muqarrab, he's not even worried of the report. Just that verse was Sabikun Sabikun Ulaikal Muqarrabun. That is Surah Waqiyah. Allah Tabarukullah explains Jannah. And at the end of the surah, Allah Tabarakullah says, فَرَوْحُ وَرَيْحَانُ وَجَنَّةُ نَعِيمُ That this is what you're looking for. That man will never say, I'm poor. He's the richest of rich, even if there's nothing in his pocket. Richest of rich. We're not speaking of surah waqiyah at night. We're not speaking of tabarak at night. Tilawat means, talwun, to follow. Follow what? Follow yourself. Yesterday I read talia, now I have to carry on. I'm on a journey till the end of Quran. Every day I'm going to read little, little, little. Even if it takes me one year to finish, this is my journey. Every time I read a verse of Quran, it will enter from the top and it will move through my body. Whatever poison entered because of the times, this Quran will cleanse everything out. وَاتْلُ مَا أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ مِنْ كِتَابِ رَبِّكَ Tilawat of Qur'an Even if you don't read very well Even if you're not fluent Even if you're not Sheikh Abdul Basit Even if you're reading as such that your child listens to you, he laughs Then you read it when he's not listening Understanding this That an angel has been appointed That if a person cannot read so correctly 
The angel makes it correct and takes it up to Allah. So much your Allah wanted us to read, our Allah wanted that even if you're not the best reciter in the world, and no one likes to hear your Qur'an, your Allah loves to hear your Qur'an. Read this Qur'an, it will do everything for us. Principle number three, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِي يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَةِ وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَاهُ وَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُطًا This is three and four that goes hand in hand. You have to have a role model in life. Your child must have a role model. Allah Tabarakullah says, Who must you make your role model? Allah Tabarakullah says, Hold yourself with those people whose hearts are connected with Allah. That is the principle. Hold yourself means that sometimes you might even get bored. Even then say, this is my what I need, my vitamin. If I am not in their company, then the opposite is going to happen. Principle number four, وَلَا تُطِعْ Don't become obedient to the one whose heart we have made oblivious of Allah. Who is that? It could be the singer. It could be that actor. It could be something that's so hard to say, especially in our circles nowadays. It could be the sports player. He could hit the best centuries in the world. It could be the best kicker in the world. But if you know he is oblivious of Allah, then Allah Tabarakullah said, you don't become his slave. The one who we made oblivious of our remembrance, his intention is only his desire. He wins the match, immediately he opens the bottle. It's flying all over. That night he's just going out, fulfilling his every desire. He has nothing to do with Allah. Allah why he spoke to the believer? Because there were going to be those believers whose hearts were going to be connected to such disbelievers also. It was only Quran was going to say, Wala don't do it. And how it said it, don't do it. Final principle. وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ You must be ready to say the truth has come from Allah. Who wants to listen, listen. Who doesn't want to listen, don't listen. Another world is coming. It's either Jannah or Jahannam. In translation, in explanation, what it means, you don't be shy of your faith. You don't be shy of your Islam. You got nothing to be shy of. The world might laugh at your beard. You have to laugh at their laughing. That this was honor. Not having this was a disgrace. But in the world where the monkey was made man, it's natural that if I'm man and you want to be a monkey, you're going to laugh at me. I'm going to say my father was Adam, you start laughing. You're going to say your father was a baboon and you're happy. I'm supposed to laugh at you. The world went upside down. In a world where scarf coming out was honor, scarf coming on was regarded as barbarism. In a world where clothing coming out was regarded as we have become famous, and clothing being put on was regarded as no way you can't wear clothing. 
any mind would have worked. This doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. But the world is funny. Every law today is something that the man making the law also doesn't understand why he's making it. This Darwin's theory of evolution, professors when they finished, when they retired, they just couldn't help it. They had to write. They knew now we're going to die. They say, from the time I had to teach the theory of Darwin's evolution, I never believed it. But I was told by the universities, if you don't teach it, another professor will take your place. The person writes, I taught it with so much of fervor that everyone thought I believe it, I never believed it. Today, many of the laws of the time, you ask the professor, do you really believe this law? Finally, he will say, you know, it also doesn't make sense to me. We won't go into the detail, but I'll just ask you to think about one law, the mask. Everyone spoke about it. A time will come where the one who even made the law will say, I myself never believed it. Because when I would go home, my maid would also come, and she had no mask and I had no mask. It's a law that doesn't make sense. If it's going to protect, it was supposed to protect everyone. And when it came out, everyone was supposed to die. But when they wore it, everyone wasn't protected. And when it came out, everyone never died. A small percentage doesn't make a law. There could have been another hundred ways to make something, to save. This one was not. We are living in a world where such laws come out. A law where vaccination can reach a country and then they say, hey, we never saw the expiry date. Then they say, but another country will use it. Then they say, it won't work for South Africans, but it will work with the people who mix with South Africans. Everything doesn't make sense, but the professor said, no, it makes sense. He also doesn't believe it. No one believes it. But we live in a world where everyone just says, it makes sense. And what makes sense for the world doesn't make sense. It says it can't happen like this. See why it can't happen? Say, it can't. I just mentioned today on the Dastar Khan, if someone comes to Azadul, they'll say they all met. They all met. But we'll say, but we're still alive. According to your law, we the first who supposed to be all dead. All dead. But we're all alive. You all alive. I'm breathing and blowing into you. You breathing and blowing into me. If it was, as they said, spreading so fast, you all saw that first paragraph that came out, diagram, that it will hit 10 people. 10 people will infect 100 people. 100 will infect 1,000, 1,000 and 10,000. And in a few years' time, the whole world will be dead. They never yet brought the vaccination to save mankind from death. So we all supposed to be dead. They took too long. But what happened? It seems the virus said, hey, I know the vaccination is taking long, so let me hold on now. So it held on for a while. Then they said, second wave. Second wave only comes when the vaccine gets ready. Then the vaccination realized, hey, it's expired. So he said, okay, I'll hold on again. I'll wait for third wave. Let the vaccination come, I'll come out again. It doesn't make sense. We're supposed to be dead. It took too long to come out. And it's still not out. And now when it's coming out, we tell them that hey, we're living. So it mean, maybe it means the virus disappeared. So I don't need the vaccine. They say, no, 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 it's coming now. 
doesn't make sense. But in a world where things doesn't make sense, was made law, Quran was going to say, وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ That you don't be shy to say truth if it is, has come from Allah. Why? You might say, how could I say what I said? Allah's Nabi spoke about the signs before the last day. One of the signs he says, when the liar, open liar, will be regarded as the most truthful. And when the most truthful will be regarded as the liar. And we all say we're moving to the end of times. So it had to happen. When the open liar is regarded as the most truthful, when the one who said that there is no Allah was going to tell us other things besides that, we will say you started with a lie. I cannot believe anything after that, even if your name is Professor. Even if your name. Where the Professor was the one who said the theory of evolution works, it makes sense, where it never made sense. We'll say after that, how can I believe anything you say? But we lived in a world where very few people will be proud to say the truth is what Allah. And it has come from Allah. And I'm not shy of it. I am not shy to be a believer in a time when everyone is a disbeliever. I am not shy to read Bismillah when everyone doesn't read Bismillah. I am not shy to say Inna Lillah when everyone else says he died. I said Inna Lillah. And I am not shy that when death comes in my family, then where I cry because I'm going to miss the individual, I also smile because I say he's in a place much better than what I am in. I don't go in that depression. I am not shy to say that I believe in the world. When I put him in the grave, another world opened barzakh. He might say, are you mad? I say, I am not mad. I am not shy. I can't see it, but I can see it. And I can hear Jannah coming after that. I am not shy even if in my family, because of this virus, seven people passed away. I am still not shy to say that I am happy with my Allah as Rabb. Raditu billahi Rabba. I am not shy. Why? Because I understood He is the master and I am the slave. And when He wants it to happen, whether it comes with a virus, or whether it comes with an earthquake, when Allah wants it to happen, it happens. I am not shy. May Allah make it, none of us must be shy. How the world moves through the barakah of this Qur'an, we must move in a different way. If everyone goes in one direction, there will be a small group who will go in the other direction. Allah make us all of that group. Allah's Nabi Wasallam said, till the last day, there will be a jamaat that will stand tall. That will stand with the truth. Everyone will oppose, but they will not harm them. Allah make us from that jamaat. We be of the people of the cave. Our talk is different. Our walk is different. Our attitude is different. Our everything is different. When the news says something, we say the opposite. Even if the world says you mad, we will say sign of qiyamatas. Where the man who was in his sense was going to be called mad. I am not shy also if you call me mad. May Allah Tabarakala make, if you have this in your mind, you will manage, may Allah make it, we will manage to smile through every difficulty. We will manage to walk through every difficulty. We will manage to talk through every difficulty. 
we will manage to make everyone around us smile through every difficulty. But the barakah of Qur'an make Allah make us all min ahlil Qur'an. Allah make our children from the people of Qur'an. Allah teach us the meaning of Qur'an and Sunnah. Through us Allah teach the world the meaning of Qur'an and Sunnah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.